0: I mean, it's like how many times have we we been driving to work and then you get a flat tire, you know? Or how many times do we, you know, go through life and you know, shit happens.
1: And yeah. Imagine if you're late for, uh, imagine if you're late for work and your boss says he's gonna kill you. Right?
0: You're just like, wait, what, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that was nothing. That was out of my control. This this thing happened. But I'm doing the best I can. That's possibly there to get this done. You know, I'm not white knighting. I'm just, this is just, this is just real talk. This is just basic decency, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And, and I would have the same attitude no matter who it was, unless it was EA or Activision.
0: (laughs) Hello and welcome everyone to the party and to looking for more, your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture tabletop revival, anyone? I'm your host, Phoenix, a.k.a. Seymour. I'm joined by my returning party member, the Nathan Napalm. Hello, everybody. Glad to be back. Yes, and and Freak couldn't be here today, but I'm sure he's here in spirit making fun of us. <laughs> <laughs> right, as always. Before we, before we dig in too far, I want to give a big shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the financial supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, thanks so much for keeping this community's bags packed and provisions stocked for all of our adventures here on the LFM show. Friends, welcome in. tonight. Today might be a bit of a shorter one. There wasn't a ton in gaming news, but it's very possible that we're going to nerd the actual fuck out. Because- we will.
1: Spoiler alert, we will. <laughs> Spoiler
0: alert. spoiler alert we're gonna nerd out something hard yo i see wandering mist in chat we we know hey what's Hey. what's up buddy yeah welcome everyone so yeah i guess first things first um what's been going on with you since last time nathan any any fun topics of discussion any really cool stories from like gaming or game coverage
1: uh, only thing really going on for me is I've been playing some Selasa, um, another D&D type game, uh, and I'm sure we'll get into the topics. I'm not going to go into too much detail since that's uh, uh, on the subject matter we're covering today, but I've been playing a lot of it, and um, I removed the tape from my uh, wall back here, so <laughs> I'm slowly progressing on getting my office the way I want it to be. Um, But yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I've been into.
0: So basically... What's really funny is I probably wouldn't have even rem- remembered that dude, but you just brought up like, so for reference, if anybody's not sure what we're talking about, be sure to check out the last episode on YouTube. Please refer behind him at the thing dangling behind him that he tried to use his head to hide.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was trying episode. to sit perfectly still.
0: Just of the scene. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man, you know, I've actually been doing a lot of... I've been trying to do a lot of these like yay or nay videos, and I actually... Played two games that i covered uh one was so i've got the solosta game and i haven't tried it yet it's just been pending it's it's on the agenda but uh i played two halloween kind of oriented games and so i played pumpkin jack which is just a really fun kind of like action adventure uh just single player game right like you you get dropped in there, spoiler alert, you get dropped in and you're basically like working for the devil and you're trying to get to this wizard who's like, you know, there as, as part of humanity and the devil's trying to take humanity down. And so you're supposed to go up to this wizard. There's a whole lot, much. there's a whole lot more to it, but it's just a really fun, just feel good game for me. Maybe I'm partial to the fact that God, I like, you know, carving pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns and the Halloween holiday, but. It's just good fun, and then I played this game Witchit, um, which at first glance I thought, okay, it plays well; it's it's a good game, but it's actually really smart because they've got different game modes. So there's none of this like you know super microtransaction sort of vibe. Same with Pumpkin Jack; that didn't happen to you. Any... Just buy Pumpkin Jack and you play it; you have a good time. Enough said. Um, this one's kind of like that too, except for there's like, oh, I don't even know how many different maps. It's like, it's, it's close to 10 or something like that. And it's just a bunch of these like hunter versus um, the witches. And so the way that I view it is there's different game modes. Like the witches can, you know, take the form of things and they can like, basically it's like a hide and seek where mm. the hunters, the looking for the witches who are hiding and the witches are trying to like deter them from finding them. But the cool thing is, is like when you play that game, you, and the, and the art style's super, super cool. It's just like really good and colorful and super good vibes, man. And the witcher game, you, you run around, whether you're the hunter or the witch, you kind of randomize it. Here's the cool thing. You, there's a massive collection of things you can collect. And you can collect a ton of things as the witches by like inhabiting these objects or pretending to be these objects while you're hiding. And then there's a creative mode. So you can make your own map, host your own games with your friends, set the rules, create the environment, and to use all the stuff that you picked up running around in these, like, matches that you played. It just seems like a really smart idea and taking a lot of really good things and throwing it together. But, yeah, I I super enjoyed them. um,
1: I I had a little bit of a... um, I couldn't hear one thing you said. The first game game you're talking about... uh, It's called what? Pump? What was it called? Pumpkin Pumpkin Jack? Yeah. Yeah. You work for? Did you say Activision? It's a game you work for Activision. Is that what you said? That's what I thought. No. What you said? What? Who do you work for again? Who was it? I don't work for anybody. I work for myself. No, no, the game. The game. In Uh, the game, you work for. I thought you said in the game. Oh, I see where this is going.
0: I see where this is going. Hold on. (laughs) Is that what you said? Hold on. Before I answer this, hold on. Before I before I answer this, um. (laughs) In the game, your character works for the devil.
1: Please oh, you. you can see how I got confused. I thought you said Activision, you said the <laughs> devil. You can see my, my mistake, I'm sorry. I, you can see how I made that uh, small error there.
0: <laughs> okay, cool.
1: Now that I know you're not going to actually reference the red
0: light behind me, I'm going to turn it back to you. The- <laughs> oh my God, dude. You I thought you were gonna go somewhere else with that. I thought you were gonna be yeah, like, yeah. "Were you?" I thought you were gonna be like, "Have you played mobile games?" I'll be like, I "Haven't touched it."
1: I haven't touched I knew it. that's what
0: you thought I was gonna do. I did. I totally thought you were. I was like, "God damn." Dude, no, go. I don't have any backup today. I can't do that. No backup today. <laughs> I Got no backup. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Kind of nice you have know, backup. I'm like, good. Woo. Dodge that <laughs> one this week. Uh, you know what? One more thing about this week. So you know, we talked about the ashes of creation. It's doing like that glorious gourd competition where you could win an Alpha One key or a video card, whatever. Homie. Okay, you can see it behind me. It's not lit. I should have totally lit it up. I didn't carve the pumpkin. I like, there's like, apparently it's a thing. You can pumpkin sculpt. Hmm. Have you heard of this? No. Yeah, so you basically shave off the outer like layer, the like, uh, the peel or whatever, whatever it's called. You you shave that part off and then you get down to like the fleshy part and it's like you know you get like a couple inches worth of probably the actual pumpkin and you can like you know you can cut the holes in it or you can actually like sculpt away at it and make faces and stuff like that.
1: So how does it look? It's lit up like that. Can you see the three dimension? Yeah yeah. I'll see if I can
0: actually. You know what? Let me try to throw it up here without. I'm just I'm not gonna say it. I'm just hoping nothing bad happens when I do this. Okay, hold on. Fuck. Because usually. Please hold moment of silence for the stream dies, and let's hope it doesn't please. I shouldn't have said that one. I'm sorry. Oh my God. It didn't. Okay. It's so good. Okay. It's a, here it is. This is the picture that I actually submitted and that's the carving. So I, I took the, the, uh, goblin that they created and rendered. And we've got images of, but you don't have the front perspective. You only have like the like 90 degree angle of like or 45 degree angle of like their face. So I had to like sketch it out, and then you have to put it over there, and then you gotta like sculpt away and curve shapes and stuff, and then you gotta be mindful of like your lighting on the inside and how that's gonna illuminate it, knowing that the density being different in different spots will actually be darker or lighter. Dude. yeah, I like it. It mad respect to people that do this. Like there are people that are like champions and they do this stuff like for competitions and everything. All I got to say is I got some mad respect for people who do this. That is not easy to do. Right. And uh I thought it turned out okay, but um I like I like carving pumpkins. I mean, I got like two more to go chop up before the uh for the end of this uh Oh. Let's talk about gaming stuff that we we cover. This is a good segue into that. So that's like one thing. The other thing is, is so we got some stuff for, if you're Ash as a creation person, definitely encourage you to pay attention to the Ash's Pathfinders uh, podcast we do. Sunday's 5 p.m. CDT right here. Um, we've got Steven coming on for episode 100. We've got like a couple between now and then. So here's the deal. We know um, on the, is it the 7th of uh, November? Let me look. Yeah, the 7th of November, uh, Ashes of Creation's doing so we talk a lot about D&D. Ashes of Creation is doing a D&D playthrough in the Ashes of Creation universe. They do this every year. It's a freaking great time. We get a lot of lore drops, which are nice. Um, previously they've given away Alpha Zero keys way back in the day. You know, swag, they've got like stuff we talked about. They're giving more Alpha One keys away for unlocking certain like charity donation amounts along the way. So It's on the 7th. It goes from 6 a.m. PDT till the following day at 6 a.m. PDT, okay? So, if you want to help shift the tide, steer the ship, however you want to hear this, so this Saturday, my community and I decided we're going to do a fundraising event. Instead of joining their campaign as another streamer who's contributing to directly that way, since Steven Sharif is planning if he hits like a 30 K goal to like shave his beard and all that jazz. And he's only counting from what I understand donations from that, that 24 hour period. I'm like, so let's not try it. Cause we we're going to do it beforehand. I'm like, let's not, let's not do it that way. Let's actually fundraise. And then everything people donate to me, we'll do a, a viewing party in our discord and then we'll all decide when we want to drop it. And then here's the cool part at different amounts, donation amounts, you can impact their D&D campaign. So you can learn DD by watching. You can learn more Ash's lore by watching. And as it's going to a, a charity, a children's hospital, and as we're unlocking keys, we could totally impact the the game.
1: Yeah. So that's a really cool idea. So what's a couple, what's a couple of things like some examples of things you could influence?
0: That's a great question. I'm going to actually pull that up. Um, because they gave us like a, a good number of different uh, things. So I'll go to their news right here. They got the link to the Extra Life 2020 campaign that they'll be doing on that day. And they say right here. And I'm going to read some of the examples, okay? so Yeah, yeah. Some of the examples, as they call incentives, right? They have different amounts. $10, $20, $50, $100, $150, $300. I mean, I'm just jumping at random different ones. 450, 500, 1,000, 1,500. So someone could come in there with their big, you know, heavy money bags, drop it, and they've got the they've got the donation milestones listed. So they have different things they're doing, different things that they'll release for lore. They've got things like what's in the box. Uh, They've got things like the the dinosaur lightsaber battle. I mean, it's a bunch of fun stuff. And every other uh, milestone is basically an alpha one key, and they'll continue apparently doing that beyond Hitting their marker their goal of uh, what is it? They are aiming for is it third? Is it 13 or is it thirty thousand? one second one second? Okay, if we hit thirteen thousand milestone We'll continue unlocking uh, Up to a thirty thousand. right? So they basically got different milestones, but these are the ones they've listed And some of these things for the DD campaign are things like race change random player races change randomly Oh, whoa. Revive a player. These are some of the top ones. Revive a player immediately. Deadly threat. A deadly threat targets random player. Cool. Invoke a patron. Right? So, player or GM's deity bestows a gift upon them. You got buffing random PC, buffing an NPC, magic items, cursed items, um, doom, a nat 20, nat 1, wild magic, inspiration. Whoa. All kinds how, of stuff.
1: How, how much does it cost to, to do the Nat twenty? The Nat twenty is only thirty five dollars. Oh my gosh, people going be re- <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. They- yeah,
0: the Nat twenty is a Nat twenty random player or GM gets a Nat twenty on their next test. Heck yeah. Boy buddy. So you imagine how many people are gonna be impacting that game at low increments?
1: That's gonna be a wild game. Let's just say that. Cause now usually, you know, D and D's wild anyway because, you know mm-hmm. the do whatever mm-hmm. and DMs all usually but now not only is the DM gonna be thrown off the players are gonna be thrown off the campaign's gonna be thrown off it's mm-hmm. gonna be a while who knows what it's gonna be a ridiculous campaign.
0: <laughs> it's pretty sick though, right? Like
1: yeah, great idea.
0: Like it's a really good way to explore D D for people that follow the game to like learn lore that they are keeping really close to the chest. And of course the best part is so we've got in our community we're doing that on like Saturday. A week later, they're doing their thing. A week, a little over a week after that, Steven's coming on the show. I mean, we got stuff kind of going on within the Ashes community up until mid-November. A month later, you got the thing. So who knows what's going to happen within that time? So we got a lot of good momentum building up. And I'm just hoping that like other creators or other things are going to happen too, like along the way, just keep that weekly to every other week kind of momentum going, keeping keeping the community super invested. Well, while we're on the topic of D and D, I suppose we could uh cover the news real quick and then get onto something where this is really gonna tie in. Cause we're at it's a table tabletop revival episode, right? Heck yeah. So I know this is gonna be a shocker for people, okay? I just need you to I don't think this is a tinfoil hat moment.
1: Okay. I've got it ready if it is.
0: Yeah, or a glass seat moment if you're pre, Because, you know, hi, that's what was when he's not here Yes, <laughs> So, when he digs as possible, be like, man, we said some shit about you, homie. What'd you say? I guess you have to go listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... uh, So, another developer for Blizzard leaves. Dave Kosak. He was there for like 12 years. Some of the things he notably did, right? He had joined the Hearthstone team in December 2016. Um, <clears throat> announced this on Twitter very recently. And he also was the lead narrative designer for World of Warcraft in the past. Did a lot of stuff. So we've got more. I mean, it's like, what, three weeks in a row we're talking about devs leave, devs leave. It's a mass exodus. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's taken off. And then I guess he said right here, here's what his uh, tweet said, okay? Big announcement time. After 12 remarkable years and countless adventures, I am moving on from... He doesn't sound like this. Blizzard Entertainment. The other week, I bid a fond farewell to the Orc, who is dutifully wearing his mask. He's the uh, Orc that's actually their big statue out in front of the uh, the, uh, Blizzard headquarters. Says he's going to miss his colleagues very much. Pretty crazy. I guess the next thing is going to be the cyberpunk
1: bit yeah so
0: put a flag on the blizzard thing we're going to kind of swing back around and tie into that a little bit in a second but this one's i think a good example of well i don't know i'm let's see what everybody here is kind of thinking on this one but whether you're listening you're you're watching whatever you hear chat in chat i'm definitely gonna be looking at the chat for this one um yeah yeah and gruntag yeah and the ashes thing they are going to be like talking more lore at certain amounts every so often, too. Um, so Cyberpunk 2077 was delayed once again. All right. Although the game's release was only pushed back 21 days, it seems that was enough to stir up some nasty corners of the internet. Senior game designer uh, took to Twitter to report that members of the dev team had received death threats in response to the news. And reminded angry fans this was not acceptable behavior. Stating I understand you're feeling angry, disappointed and want to voice your opinion about it. However, sending death threats to the developers is absolutely unacceptable and just wrong. We are people just like you. There's the kicker. We're people just like you. Also a lot of companies are having to work from home. This impacts things in game development. Um,
1: I don't yeah. know man.
0: What do you think about that?
1: I, I Yeah, I think that people need to be uh, like, okay, I get it. You know, I really do because um, it was supposed to be a game that we could play fairly soon, you know, and we're all excited. I'm excited. Um, and, and it looks insane, right? And plus, it's worth mentioning that the last game we got from this company who I love, by the way, CD Projekt Red, was The Witcher 3, and that oh. was a long time ago, you know? Right. But once again, we know from The Witcher 3, for example that this is a good group of people that makes really just they make worlds, right? They make yeah. it to where you can really just go in deep and you know all even every side quest is awesome. Mm-hmm. We, so we're expecting that same kind of love to go into Cyberpunk uh and I believe it will be. Um uh, so, you know, if it has to be delayed for the game to be uh, what they want it to be at launch, then I say that's good, right? Plus you got to figure uh you got the new consoles coming out. And um, Uh they want it to be optimized and run on those, and for you to get some kind of benefit from running on the better consoles, uh, faster load times, and better resolutions, etc. So, it just, just, just give them a little bit of time. They they didn't. They they pushed it back. What two weeks? Am I right?
0: Uh, I think it was like yeah, twenty one days. So I mean a little bit two, two to two and and a half, something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, give them a little break. I mean, my goodness. Uh, What matters is what is the game like when it launches, right? If they launch a game, it's incomplete. You know, it's going to ruin their reviews and ratings and their entire reputation is going to be built off this game because games that good take longer to make. So that means it's going to be another six, seven years before their next title, maybe, right? I think they've been secretly also working on The Witcher uh, 4, but, you know, yes. you know what I mean? There is going to be a a long period of time we're going to have to wait, so why not just get this game out? They're not EA. They're not just launching out freaking, you know, 40 games a year and they all suck, right? They launch one and then there's years go by before we get another one. So right. it's worth waiting another freaking 21 days to get the right game, in my opinion.
0: Uh, you, you wait years, you know, years of games in development and then, it's like it's not acceptable to wait, you know, another couple weeks or so. Like, come on, man. Right, right. Game development but doesn't have guarantees.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not something you can actually timestamp, right? You mm-hmm. can try and you can be close, but... And that's without even going into COVID and all the hurdles they've had to go through that aren't normal for their studio, so...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, like, look over... I look over some of this stuff. I'm going to read some things from chat too. Like far too many people lost their shit over two weeks. I agree Wizzy. Um, We also have someone saying, um, where is that?" Yeah. Passion turns to toxicity. And I'm going to actually go ahead and even though Freak couldn't make it today, I'm going to kind of say something that he had said. Uh, whenever we were talking about this in chat, we were kind of, we, we do our little discussions like, Hey, we look like caught wind of this this week or this this week. And sometimes you all send us some really great articles too. And we just have, plenty to like look through, but you know, like Freak was even saying like, yeah, so threaten to kill the developers. Uh, and potentially delay the game, right? It makes sense. Like you're, you're essentially like could do things that could complicate the game's release even further. And, yeah. You know, assuming it's going to make sense. And I mean, it's like how many times have we, we been driving to work and then you get a flat tire, you know, or how many times do we, you know, go through life and, you know, shit happens. And yeah,
1: imagine if you're late for uh, <sighs> imagine if you're late for work and your boss says he's gonna kill you, right?
0: You're just like, wait, what, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that was nothing. That was out of my control. This this thing happened. But I'm doing the best I can. That's possibly there to get this done. You know, I'm not white knighting. I'm just this is just this is just real talk. This is just basic yeah. decency, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and Man. and I would have this same attitude no matter who it was, unless it was EA or Activision. <laughs> don't give them no slack guys don't give them no slack anybody else besides those two i would be understanding um but just imagine it's like hey boss you got a flat tire i'm gonna be a little late and he's like i know your children go to school like whoa bro you're like hold oh hey. <laughs> on let's think it down a few notches like, shit. <laughs> you're like i just I, I just go
0: look 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 listen listen I just had a flat tire. There ain't no reason to go full napalm on my ass.
1: All right. I'm still coming. I didn't cancel the game. <laughs> you know, the game's still coming out. We didn't cancel it, you know.
0: <laughs> Ooh, wondering, miss, like, what about Ubisoft,
1: Nathan? Uh, you know what? I, I Ubisoft's been a little bad for a little while. Not, a lo- not really bad for a long time. So I, I still have faith that Ubisoft's going to pull through. I think they're going to make it.
0: You know, I just, I wonder, I had to pose this question. When you all heard everything we just said, was anybody wondering if Sim started stewing stewing about something? And if you did, feel free to let me know if you think you know what that is. I'm going to practice a breathing exercise and just move on.
1: Dude, they're not going to pull through on that one. (laughs) Okay, not that one. All right, I forgot about that. I let that one slip through. You know what I'm thinking of when I think of Ubisoft right now? is that one game that I'm kind of into, but not too much. Uh, what's it called? Phoenix rising. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. That, game looks, that game looks pretty good. Wait, didn't it have
0: great. like a tag word before it though. What's that?
1: Something. I don't, something I Phoenix
0: don't know. rising or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It looks
1: like kid Icarus or something. Y'all Yo,
0: watching. You saw me pop my neck. That's how you know my stress level hit the pinnacle. Cause I actually read it in chat. I'm just going to keep going moving along moving along so an interesting tie-in because you were gonna mention something about this before we got going today right but this is pretty cool tying it back into blizz right talking about tabletops we've been talking like for like a couple months now we've referenced Telespire. last week you referenced that uh D game the the tabletop game it's like essentially for two to four players for like 10 ages and up and it's it's essentially like a tabletop game that helps to get you into like D&D. And no joke, like I ordered that because I was like, that's like perfect for one of my bro days hanging out with my bros. And just like we could just hang out, play. It's a good it's another good example of ways that people can get familiar with D&D. And it probably seems like, yo, we're really promoting D&D. But man, it's like everywhere lately, it seems like. I mean, I look at Saga of Leucemia. There, this game, this MMORPG in development, Saga of Leucemia, is a tabletop sort of like D D experience game. It's meant to be played in a campaign light, like style. You get Tailspire. It's a literal game version of a tabletop, and people have been creating crazy like tons of maps and tons of like assets that are there for people to use. And then you got, uh, it.
1: by yeah. the way. I- Real quick, I gotta say they also announced underwater in Spire now, so I'm um, pretty excited about that. It looks awesome.
0: Did they really? So you can do
1: like, yeah, you can do like underwater type oh type stuff now, and it looks so cool, man. I love that game. That game is so awesome.
0: Oh man, you know what's really funny about that? Can you imagine your little little tabletop character going down the water like whoa, 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 like this? It's kind of there's like flat bottom to it, like a little mounted like feet. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, in that
1: game. <laughs> You gotta cast that underwater. You gotta that uh, that uh, underwater breathing spell, man. Right. You to go into those uh, secret spots. The DM didn't think you would find.
0: Yeah, and then we got what, um, Baldur's Gate three. We've got Solasta. I mean, the list goes on. More and more games are kind of coming back to a D and D vibe. Let's let's read this right. I've wondered what was going on with this guy ever since he departed Blizzard. A couple years back, Chris Metzen—it's been a, probably a few years back now—he was the primary visionary at Blizzard Entertainment on games such as Warcraft, Diablo, StarCraft, and Over Overwatch. Um, he basically had talked about like you know retiring after 22 years, you know, focusing on his family and stuff. Here we are, four years later though, and you know he's essentially diving into tabletop, and they're calling it a War Chief Gaming tabletop game company, and. the former blizzard senior vice president being joined by uh mike gilmartin who recently left his role as vice president of quality assurance at blizzard oh there's another one if it seems like um if it seems like a lot of this is happening people who work there starting new game companies you're not imagining it former blizzard president mike morhaime recently unveiled his game startup dreamhaven the former starcraft production lead tim morton Started Frost Giant Studios, both of which we've talked about in the past several weeks. But in contrast uh, to those two companies, Metson and Gilmartin, are, aren't making video games. They're going further back in time to their love of Dungeons and & Dragons. And they're hoping to contribute to the revival of offline tabletop games. That sitting down in a group of friends right there at a table with all of your stuff and playing together. And man, it, it's kind of cool, man. Cause really? Yeah. The, the tabletop like industry, it's, I'm not going to say it's definitely not dead. It just no. started to take, it started to take different forms. I think more so like, as I think about fantasy grounds for D and D. I mean, that's even like a, a steam game that you can get too. Right. So,
1: right. Right. Yeah, that helped. I think that helped a lot with uh people making new mm-hmm. campaigns and stuff and and also i tell you the streaming world I think has helped it especially with the uh, yeah. you know uh, actual famous uh, uh shows about the Yeah, critical role uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, critical role, yeah. So, uh, but one thing I want to say about what you mentioned with the um with the guy leaving from Blizzard and, and doing this it's it's called Warchief, is that right? Warchief. War Chief, yeah. Uh so First of all, i got to say that he used to work quality assurance for Blizzard, and if there's one thing that we all need right now is assurance of quality from Blizzard, so that's a really bad sign um, because we really need that right now. We need some good QA. Uh, But uh, I think that what they are doing here is really smart because, in my opinion, if you build a cool tabletop game, you can build the the monsters, Mm -hmm. you can build the lore, and you can make this place... (laughs) And then later make an MMO out of it and all the lore and everything's there. You know what I mean? You've got you've got so much of the game built before you even start cracking and making yeah. the game. So I think that's a really smart way to start a company. Start out with the tabletop, and then you can evolve that into MMOs, strategy games, whatever. Sure, yeah. Hopefully yeah. that's what they're eventually gonna become. I think that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, I think that's amazing, dude. I I mean, I remember I don't remember what, I was young, I was real young, and uh, this is like one of my, you know, we have those early memories of games you would play, tabletop games, like, this is like going way back, I would say I was probably like, like if I'm going to say real true tabletop games, my first experience, and this is probably going to be funny, because you're going to be like, that's not really an experience, I was probably like, end of grade school, to like early junior high maybe not even probably not probably like really at the cusp of that time frame and i remember like as getting a game and at the time i didn't really understand what it was and it was like a board game and i looked back at that time and i realized that was a tabletop probably a dnd tabletop game right. because it had like these characters you folded you put them on this little clip and you would yep. like take them around a table and you had to set up You had different like paper things you set up for like the environment. And then you had this like book that came with like a rule book or something. And I remember reading that going, this is like another planet or something. Cause I did, I was a kid and I'm like, what, what? I'm like, I don't even understand what this means. And now I reflect back and I'm like, holy shit. That was, that was probably like some, some iteration of D and D.
1: You don't remember what the game was though. I wish I did.
0: It was a long time ago, man. But it, you know, when you see like for a perfect example, I look at that game you referred me to and I look at it. And I'm like that. I mean, everything about that reminds me of being a kid and having some game in a box that had just so much going on. It was clearly like next level. Yeah. Compared to what? Monopoly or sorry. You know,
1: when I, I was introduced to tabletop around the same time, like late, um, uh, elementary school and going into and i played it going into uh, middle school and um was funny is it was this group of kids i hate to sound mean but i'm just gonna say it like it was they were like the the kids that were even nerdier than me at that time right (laughs) so like they were like the super nerds you know what i mean and uh but i noticed they were always getting together every second like, if the teacher said, I'm going to leave the room for five minutes, i got to use the bathroom. They would huddle together, and they'd be rolling dice and writing shit down. I was like, what the hell are these guys doing? So I started paying attention. I realized they were playing a game, right? So uh, I, I, I asked them if I could join. They let me join their campaign, and it was Dungeons & Dragons. It was Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, so uh, second edition back then. Yeah. And uh, that was what introduced me into it. And I'm not going to lie, had I not got into that, I don't, I don't know if I would have jumped into MMOs immediately when they were like a new thing. I, I just immediately saw that correlation, like, oh, this is like a D and D campaign except for a ton of people, you know. And and so I jumped into MMOs the second they, you know, like Ultima Online, EverQuest, um, because I saw that correlation. So, uh, I'll never forget that. I didn't play it for long, uh, and just came back to D and D recently in fifth edition. So, uh, but yeah, it was those super nerds got me into it, and um. Yeah, it, it 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 was awesome, man. Good times. And we would play it literally any second we got. We'd be in the grass, supposed to be playing in gin, hiding under bleachers, playing d Dude, it was it was it was on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> man, it's crazy, dude. You you mentioned something else too, because we were talking about tabletop and you said something about cyberpunk. Was it a tie into that?
1: Uh, yeah, Cyberpunk was a tabletop game. Still is, I guess. Uh, but, uh, Definitely. so apparently I looked into it and they, there's a lot, um, correlating from the old tabletop into the, um, into the actual game. So, a lot of the lore and, you know, weapons and just a lot of things are actually pulling straight from the tabletop into that game.
0: Dang. That's crazy. I didn't, I had no idea.
1: Yeah, I don't think it ever was too, too popular, so, um. I never played it or even, I don't think I've even seen it at a, at a store. Uh, but apparently it was, a, a like a niche, uh, uh, what do you call that? A well loved, but not known. Um, um kind of like, uh,
0: like some underground that, shit, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like a cult classic kind of thing. It. Uh,
0: Knox contest, that guy who wrote the tabletop is working with cdpr on the game
1: nice didn't know that cool wow wow it's really unique and awesome i i just i can't say much because i don't know um
0: dang ashes of narrow orange i was like i read the old cyberpunk rule book it was pretty awesome couldn't find anyone to play it though i had no idea that was even a thing yeah yeah dang man that's nuts
1: it really is a tabletop uh, revival right now. It's true. Oh, I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> man, dude, you know, I'm like, I keep here lately. Speaking of peripherals, I want to actually sidebar here and oh, can I can I be honest about something real quick? Like, do you ever feel like some of uh, like the, the does this ever, anybody ever feel like this is the case? Like more and more these days, like you buy the the more expensive peripherals. And they seem to be the ones that break the easiest. Anybody Peripheral. like mice, you know, keyboard oh. sets. No, I don't. What, like, what brand are you talking uh, dude, about? Dude, <laughs> Corsair, man. Really? I've dude. had enough. great, absolute awesome with
1: my Corsair Look, stuff.
0: I love my Corsair stuff. Okay. Why? it looks beautiful look how it matches the background isn't that awesome it's like this place is a red this is the thing this is my second mouse like they're cool about getting you a new one but the middle mouse breaks dude the first time i had it it really? was like yeah it was like the scrolling on it wasn't working i get a new one i have it for a few months then the clicking on it stops working. i'm like dude is it made of like cheap plastic i don't know now i got the keyboard love it it's beautiful right mechanical keyboard give it some tender love and care dude it was messing up and I was like, I'm gonna give it the royal treatment. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it to a spa, I'm gonna give it a nice dinner, you know what I mean? I'll pamper it, and then hopefully it's gonna love me back. And instead it just has the same busted ass problem it had. The damn keys are sticking, and it's nothing I could do about it. It's not the polling rate, right? it's nothing. I can only come down to the conclusion that I got busted hair gear, and I'm like. Is it just me? Anybody?
1: I I actually, I know know what's happening to you, actually. Based on the information that you gave me, I've gathered your problem. So the thing is, and, and I'm sorry if I offend somebody with my analogy, but the thing is that you have to treat your Corsair equipment like it's your girlfriend. You don't treat it too nice. If you treat it too nice, you're going to lose it, okay? So you went too far, okay? You got to treat it – you can't beat it up, right? But you also can't take it to the fanciest restaurant, not, not at the beginning. You know, you you, you got to ease it. You don't go cheap, but you don't go too expensive either. You got to find that middle ground, and it kind of builds up this kind of uh, expectation from your equipment on how it's going to get treated forever, right? So you got to kind of – that's the way you got to play it. You got to – you was right. too nice to do it. That's that's basically what I'm trying to say. You went too far. You you know you took to the spa all that too early. You could have did that later in the relationship with your mouse. So that's my that's I could be wrong. It's just what it was I think a happened.
0: Year it was
1: a year. <laughs> I didn't take it to the spa until a year later. Maybe I waited too Dude, long. I've, I've had my Corsair twelve button. I don't even know what model it is because I've had it so long that like. Um, It's insane, and I still use it. Still, my mouse, like, and I use it nonstop all the time. I abuse it. I don't. I saw in chat. I do not pick it up and swing it around or slam it into walls. Or if I spill something, it's the first thing I shove out of the way so it doesn't get uh, anything on it. Uh, So I take care of it. But I definitely, I'm not like going in there and like with the Q tip and cleaning in between the the buttons and you know none of that.
0: I WD forty the keys. I gave it so (laughs) much good care. Okay. <laughs> what? i did yeah, i took it apart man cleaned all the keys off man made sure there wasn't a, a, a sprinkle of dust you know what i mean <laughs> took my wd-40 man took it took the damn q-tip right soaked it up real good gave it two drops to each key right <laughs> all right gave it a good you know love tap on every single one of them man. treated it good and it's nah i i did I, tre- I i was like look just 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 love me again, you know. Just love me again, right. and uh, I plugged it back in, and it was like a a a a a a a a That's basically what I heard happening when I saw the a repeating on my screen. I was like, oh, Why do I press? I just I touch you so gently, and 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 five a's like too sensitive to the touch. I don't know, man. It's another time. We'll, we'll go there another time. This is like an offline chat thing. But my my point. <laughs> My point is, is like, I love this style. I just, I must be so unlucky. And uh, I must be so unlucky, man. I love this mouse. I love this keyboard. Can I just, I just want it to work. Give me five good years, man. Last as long as a, well, or half as long as, or whatever, or a quarter or whatever, as long as like a video card or something. Give me a couple good years.
1: Just yeah. a couple, Don't just don't love it as much. Love it, love it a little bit.
0: All right, I'm just gonna turn the lights out on it I just leave it <laughs> in here by itself. See how.
1: Yeah, it yeah. Every yeah. once in a while, let it be lonely. It doesn't. You don't always have to give it attention. Yeah,
0: I mean, luckily, I do have Logitech backups and stuff, but not an MMO. Yeah, right. I do prefer my MMO gaming mouse. I'm not gonna lie. I
1: agree. But I agree.
0: With that being said, what are some of your favorite peripherals? If you're listening, you're watching this. We know Attack likes to quote us kind of have some concerns after what I've we've been saying now I only now just thought about that
1: oh yeah I I usually you know Uh, drag attacks usually on my mind the whole show like okay you don't want that recorded but I I, I, I left it there for a second what I lost it I messed up that's gonna
0: happen we will be looking forward to that this weekend
1: (laughs) I'm telling you that guys that was some pretty good advice I'm telling you (laughs) I promise
0: man (laughs) you know it's something i've been wondering man like we we're talking about the witcher too like cd project red they do they've done the witcher series yeah so you think there's gonna be a witcher for
1: oh absolutely dude absolutely mm. there's actually some leaks don't know if there are anything to them but apparently it's gonna be heavily focused around um oh crap it's been a while uh what was the girl's the uh, the 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 Witcher girl um, with gray hair? So uh, C. Uh it's been too long since I played the game. But anyway, that it's going to be heavily focused around her. Um, so many chats going to say her name. I can't think of it. So that's it's all I can remember. Siri. But anyway, could Siri? Thank you. I couldn't remember Siri. I'm an iPhone fan, seriously. But anyway, <laughs> Siri. Yes, uh, th- that's just a little. You know, supposedly a leak, but yeah, it's supposed to be heavily focused around her. Around her.
0: Oh, that was great, dude. That's like got. That's got to get. That's got to clipped or something. I couldn't remember Siri. I'm an iPhone fan. Come on,
1: I talk to Siri every day. Like, hey Siri, send a text to the wife. Tell her I'm sorry. Yeah, mine's, mine's <laughs> I, I only have one.
0: You know, one voice that I speak to, and that's Alexa, and she does not treat me well either.
1: Yeah, she's uh, Alexa and uh, Siri. They would get along well together. They're both a little snarky, a little. Alexa. Yeah, you know,
0: Alexa. You think that you're like in good with her, and then she just kind of like ignores you, or turns you down, like basically, "I don't understand what you're saying." I'm like, "That was a very clear question." (laughs) I may or may not ask Alexa as many off the wall things as I possibly can. I will. I will be honest.
1: Just imagine as artificial intelligence continues to get better, right? Mm -hmm. And like you can actually have like a legitimate conversation with with AI. You know what I mean? And it actually like blows your mind with some of the answers. You know, where like like what's the meaning of life? And then it just like blasts you with all this stuff, and you're like, oh my, holy crap! I got to change my entire life now. The 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 AI was correct. That is the meaning of life. You know, be crazy.
0: You You know, you want to hear something really really interesting. Is, is if you ask, ask them how the universe works. That's a fun one.
1: Siri doesn't give me good answers. I've asked things like that, and she'll just be like, uh, I searched Google, and I found these articles for you. And, I'm like, and I look, and I'm like, dude, that's not... Holy crap. I want to read that. I don't want to read that. That's a conspiracy theory.
0: Dude... I'm like reading chat, and I see Gray Jedi's like, uh, "She ignores you when you when she's reporting info back to base." <laughs> oh, it's a uh, yeah, huh. oh, yeah. Better be a little cautious there, Sam, on what you're talking about because you <laughs> know, reporting back to who. <laughs> Yo, know, I wanted to ask you about something, man. Uh, two two things I've thought about in the past couple weeks, and I feel like this is a uh, you know when we have a lighter cast like this when the party's a light party it's a good time to kind of hit on some things that you you know you kind of know that you'd want to ask one person more than another because maybe that's more their jam like freak is not the big he's not huge into like the lore he's like i want to get to the end of the game and like play the in game content so this wouldn't really resonate with him that much anyway so it's a good time to ask this question but what do you feel like are some really good stories that you're aware of or that do you read books do you read uh novels very often or
1: uh i do i haven't let me put this i'll read maybe three or four books a year right and usually they're novels fair
0: um would you say what would you say some of the best books or shows that have been turned into a game are or vice versa best game vice
1: versa okay Vice versa, I can do better. Um, cool. So, Dragonlance, dude. Have you read those?
0: No, I haven't. I've heard of it, but I'm not yeah. super familiar.
1: They're awesome. So they're based on d and um, Very heavily based on D&D. And um there has been so many references from those books that have went on to so many different games. And, I mean, uh, to me, that's one of the best. Uh, and, 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 and because I mentioned it, uh, I have to also say that... There's a lawsuit going on currently, uh, where the writers of Dragonlance were had this new deal to write three more books or something of that nature, and I don't know. They terminated the deal uh, with the Wizards. Uh, the 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 so there is an, a little bit of a controversy with that. But if you read the ones that did come out, um, the Dragonlance series is phenomenal. Um, so that's what I that would definitely that's the first thing. Now the Witcher books are cool too, and I've heard that the uh, the World of Warcraft. Novels are good, but I've never read them. So I've I've started The Witcher, but I've never read it all the way through.
0: Yeah, the Warcraft novels are pretty good. I've read a few of them. They're definitely good. They're in the they're in the boxes in the closets. I'm have to go through tonight. Yeah, we talked about that. But I'm not gonna go there. Don't <laughs> you hate when you have something packed away and you're like, yeah, I know it's in there somewhere, but yeah. Yeah. when do you need it by tomorrow? Oh,
1: but I'd be spending
0: my night doing this.
1: Right? Can you give me a week? <laughs> I know exactly where it is, but I need a week to get it, dude.
0: So the Witcher. So I played the Witcher games. And I, I don't know. I haven't really. I, can't, I don't think I can say there's been any game I that's been turned into a movie that I've ever really felt was done amazingly well. I, I feel like if I'm going to be really honest and some people may not agree with me on this, I think the Warcraft movie was probably one of the better experiences I've had in that regard. Um, if not, maybe, maybe the best is off, off the top of my head. I, I can't think of others right now. I could be missing one. Um, but aside from that, I think about the Witcher and I had started reading the first, I got like the whole set of books and, um, I first played the game, the Witcher. Uh, I think I played one a long time ago for, for a little bit. I still have the save. I never made it all the way through the combat's kind of weird. But I did get through three and three was such a good experience. Yeah, um, I went back, and started doing two a little bit. It looks pretty good, but I haven't gone beyond that. And then I watched a Netflix show, which was pretty good. It was great. It was a good time, especially since yeah. my only frame of reference was really the the games. Then I picked up the book. And I got the first two plus the five, so it was like seven of them. And the first one in the order is the uh, The Last Wish. And that actually touches on the content that we see in the Netflix uh, show. Yeah. And boy, I have, you know, I've talked to you about like how I've got like books and stuff of my own that are like in the making. It's going to take some damn time to actually, you know, bring to fruition.
1: Yeah.
0: Dude, I've read a pretty good number of books. And even though these are a translation... I'm going to be really honest. I feel that for me, these resonate as the best fit as a reader. A novel has been for me closest to the style I've imagined, because what I like is just enough information. Just my philosophy has been give me just enough information so I can imagine it myself without spending too much time Elaborating on every detail, so now I'm getting lost, and you explain the details. And I can't speak for the original, but I can say that the translation, the books that I've been reading, right on point with my style, man. Right on point with the way I'd like to, you know. I'd say it's probably way better than I have imagined, like would be the right style for for me as a reader and probably a writer, man. And there's so much in that book. I'm halfway through that book and there's like two particular points in stories I've hit on that you see in the Netflix show, but there's so much more. And he was able to do it in that like 130 or 20 pages or whatever I've gotten to so far. Oh, damn. Yeah,
1: that is crazy. Especially because sometimes it takes even longer on a book, right? Depending on how much um, diarrhea of the mouth the author has. But I do want to say a couple things about that Witcher novels, right? Number one, I think that the Witcher series is so interesting because we're we live in America, right, and we're used to Americanized um, creatures and monsters. Usually, they come from D and D, and in the Witcher, it's more based on Polish kind of monsters, creatures, and lore, yep. right? So it's like new to us because we we for the most part, most people aren't familiar with that. But my favorite thing that makes me smile every time I hear anything about The Witcher is back in the day, uh, the president at that current time, Obama, went to Poland and, like, talked to their president or what, their prime minister or whatever. And they gave him a basket to bring back home, right? And it was on TV, and he's, like, holding the basket, and he's, like, got his arm around the, the Polish prime minister or whatever. And I look in the basket, and there's, like, The Witcher books what? and The Witcher game in there. And I was like, ah! Like that, they love it. That's like they're so proud of the Witcher because it came from Poland, right? Yeah, in the, 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 the little gift basket for the president, they gave them like copies of the Witcher. It, I loved it. Uh, I, I think of that every time I see the Witcher brand, so yeah, pretty cool. But I, I'll, but you know, it, there's so many things in there that I'd never heard of before in my life, right? Like, uh, um, some of it I, I don't even think it's uh, safe to say on stream, but like, there's just uh, so many creepy just weird uh, things in their lore that is just so yeah, fascinating.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think the fact that it like ties into the Polish culture like as much as it does too is like pretty it's pretty it's pretty amazing. I, I'm I'm pretty fascinated by like where they I'm a, I'm I consider myself someone who like uh you know, like one day I would aspire to be a mythmaker myself and uh it's pretty I always like seeing where you take inspiration from our world but you create Mm -hmm. your own. So there's not a direct reference to anything only like this, this concept or this idea or whatever the framework for this, this working like, you know, historical reference or or like mythological like perspective or something. You take it and you go, I have a really cool idea for something similar, but it's clearly not the same thing.
1: Right. just inspired by.
0: Yeah. And it's a whole universe. The whole thing of the conjunction of the spears like the spheres that's like that thing is that's really cool like essentially like dimensions like that merge that's that's at the heart and i haven't quite yet figured out how that all happened but i could tell you man for for someone who's like getting into reading and starting to like learn this universe like really learn it like that's something i'm really fascinated about and want to know like a lot more about
1: like for sure yeah yeah yeah, the best stories, like we were saying earlier, novels, some really good lore, and things obviously come from novels, tabletop games where there's novels worth of books and lore. Um, so it's really cool anytime a game is inspired by that, right? Like they pull uh, another great example of a, a book series turned to a, a sweet, awesome, historically freaking fantastic game is Icewind Dell, um, an old. Uh, rpg crpg uh and it's fantastic it's like timeless you know i I actually was uh playing around with that game the other day so i i love it when games come from a a really good novel i think that's like that's perfect for like a nerd right like you got so much detail to work with that you can bring it into uh yeah
0: Dude, side note, sidebar here. I I had an epiphany like talking. I was talking to like some people in my community about like the stuff I'm working on. You know, you know, you ever like really? I've been doing this a lot this year, dude. And I need to figure that. I need to stop doing this shit. I'm underestimating things massively. I underestimated it with my community who could who gained all of the Twitch currency, the these channel points that you have. I was like, oh, it'll take him. It'll take him at least 30 days or more to get 250K of these like coins. Nah, man, 15 days. <laughs> yeah. 15 days. That's like, that's stretching it, I think. I think it was actually less than that. Severely underestimated them. Now I'm doing a 12-hour stream on Saturday as a result of my underestimation. <laughs> I also thought that like, oh, I'm probably going to be able to put my story together in three books. No. I'm realizing really quickly by reading other books, I've severely, drastically underestimated how much stuff that there was there. And I'm just going, dude, I got work ahead. I got work ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah. We got- it, it's common, too, when you're writing something, that you end up having to split it up into bigger parts. Uh, Lord of the Rings was supposed to be one book, by the way. Um, <sighs> the whole the whole trilogy. and A then three of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then some kid who actually just passed not too long ago, mm-hmm. the one who uh, proofread it. It was He was a kid at the time, and really? uh, he proofread it, and it was his idea. He was like, look, this is great, but for kids, I think you should break it up into three different stories. So
0: That's not even including all of the other books. I have one of the other books behind me, too, and it's like uh, Chris Tolkien, his son, ended up publishing... Uh, like bunches of his manuscripts, Tolkien's manuscripts, and all these additional stories. And there's like books and books of them, man.
1: Oh yeah, it's crazy, there's, man.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, and this is an interesting tie in down the road, way down the road one day when the Tolkien universe game that Amazon is going to be making comes to fruition. It's going to be very interesting to see how much of these books that have been cataloged, uh, you know, discussing the earlier times before the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. It's going to be very interesting to see what they pull from those novels that they've been, that have been published to. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I know. Great Jedi is like Amazon (laughs) game. Quote unquote, we shall see.
1: Right. Right. I think, I think we might almost be at the point where Amazon purchases a game instead of making one, you know, but I mean, why Why wouldn't they, though? They got all the money, right? Why are you trying to even get the game dev- development? Like, that's so weird to me, you know? I mean, I hope they do great, you know, whatever. But uh, it's just a little bizarre. Uh, maybe they should buy some development teams that already know how to do it or some. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's all a little rough, and, and it's been such a rocky start for them. They make a game, they release it, they pull it back, they re-release it, then they cancel it. Like, come on, guys dude.
0: So I've got a couple things. Like you got a little bit more time, Nathan. I, I got another sure. topic. I definitely want to hit on with you. Okay, cool.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So we're Bo Zelda fans. So I'm gonna get to that, but have you thought about the fact that maybe this, this isn't tinfoil hat stuff. I don't think it, I don't need to wear one anyway. Cause I got the bald head of justice. Okay. So my, <laughs> <laughs> You're reaching for it? He is reaching for it. Oh, me. I am. not on yet. Let's see. <laughs> You're like, hold on, wait for it, wait for it. Get it <laughs> close. <laughs> so here's my question, I, or not my thought. I have this feeling that a big part of what Amazon is doing is potentially, yeah, sure, they're making this game. I have two ideas. I kind of can't help but wonder if maybe what they're doing is creating an engine and all these like tools so they can be the people that are monetizing all their the the really good stuff that a lot of game developers use instead of the other guys because they've done it with almost everything else so far. They're going, yeah, Yo, we'll give it to you. Bet Amazon Basics, Twitch Prime. I mean, it's yeah. it's all over. Yeah. It's, so without getting political, I mean, I kind can, of can't help but wonder if two parts. One, they're doing that. Maybe not. Tinfoil hat, maybe. But the other part I'm wondering is also like, it is also really good practice for if they do this Tolkien game, you definitely don't want to bomb that. Like, I feel like you could afford bombing new world. I don't, I don't feel like you could afford bombing a Tolkien game.
1: Yeah. They're in big trouble. They got to deliver on that one. Cause people will never forgive them. Their name is smeared right through the mud of all gaming. Right. Yeah. Um, if they ruin uh Lord of the Rings, especially since to be honest, we have a pretty good MMO right now. It's just outdated a little bit, but we already have a pretty darn good Lord of the Rings MMO. So if you're going to come on top of that, kind of like, in my opinion, Knights of the Old Republic. Is that what's it's called? Uh, what yeah, I remember what, Knights of the Old Republic. Or Star Wars wait, I, the
0: Republic, whichever one.
1: I'm talking about the MMO one. Sorry, I get the names Star mixed Wars, up. Star Wars of the Old Republic? The Old Republic, one? yes. The yeah. Old Republic, not yeah. Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that game came in on top of Galaxy of Star Wars Galaxies. And Star Wars Galaxies was really cool open world like super like, you know, do whatever you want kind of thing, felt like a real galaxy, uh you know, it didn't f- and then, you know, then you get the Old Republic and it's just kind of like more of like a World of Warcraft clone with Star Wars slapped on it with some Star Wars paint kind of thing. Yeah. Um you can't do that because we already had a good Star Wars game and it ruined you know they canceled galaxies because they had this fresh new mmo so the old one's done for now and they canceled it and it was better they canceled the better one even though it was older more outdated Mm -hmm. it was the better game so um they can't do that you can't do that man so hopefully they don't i really don't because i mean it's lord of the rings dude come on how many chances can we get to live in lord of the rings you know what i mean
0: look lord of the rings online i didn't play it like real time, like in its, in its real, I guess like you could say when it was like current. Yeah. So, but that game, man, I did jump into it even though it was dated, even though it was a couple years ago, year, year and a half ago or something, I still jumped into it and it was such a cool experience being where I watched the movies at or being where you've read about, it was still super cool right even if you decided to play that game right now and you're a tolkien lord of the rings fan i promise you you're gonna have nostalgia and enjoy just running around and seeing everything and the way it's laid out and running the map i i really do i'm telling you you'll nerd out and yeah if you
1: experience. can if you can play all the way up and to get to mordor Oh, it's done. You're probably never going to quit playing if you're a token fan because by the time you get that far into the game, which is like oh. the uh, vanilla version of the fi- end game, um, you're going to be hooked because uh, it's so epic by that point that you go to Mordor that uh, you're you're bought by then. You're It's done. Um, so I, I think it's a really great game. I'm not going to play it all the time, even though I'm a huge token fan just because I missed its prime, but I totally can play it and have a good time just because, you know, in an MMO that's based on something, you know, it's weird. It's like when you get to go to the Shire. You feel like you're really at the Shire. You're like, "Oh my god, it's the real Shire. I'm here. I can't believe I. I I was hoping my whole life I get to go to the Shire and now I'm really here." You know, it's like a big deal for some reason, you know? It's <laughs> not like a normal single player game where they recreate the Shire, right? Mm-hmm. Something about when it's an MMO, it feels like you really got to go there for real. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh so anyway, yeah, they better not screw it up Amazon. If you, if, if if Amazon screws it up, um they're done.
0: <laughs> you're <laughs> like <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean i can
0: totally see people like going i'm never playing any of your games i'm never using you as a service again i'm canceling my prime it's over, right. dude okay so here's the sidebar that i was gonna say before you done okay I, i'm curious do you, you're a zelda fan
1: oh yeah huge zelda fan
0: the ocarina of time
1: yes favorite one yep
0: have you seen that video on the uh the basically they they do the breakdown of the subtext for that no, I'm gonna have to send it to you, dude. I showed it to my community not too long ago. You gotta see this, dude. It's like half an hour maybe to watch or something. Breaks okay. down why it's the saddest Zelda game ever made.
1: Saddest? It is pretty sad, dude. We'll have spoilers! The game's have been out forever. We can do spoilers, right?
0: We, dude, at this, yes. It's it, an old game. It's like is, like I do I don't. You can tell me I spoiled it, and I'm gonna be like, homie, you had years to play it,
1: right? Come on now. Uh, all right, so I'm going to spoil it. It's a Nintendo game. They're not going to remake it ever again. They already did for 3DS. You Yeah, know, Nintendo. So not getting any better than that. So it is really sad, and I don't know. You tell me if this is what the video is talking about, but I always thought it was sad because at the end of the game, the Deku Tree is dead, right? There's this new little stupid one that comes, you know, whatever. I always the little cheesy, little baby Deku Tree. But the real Deku Tree is dead, right? Yeah. And Link... Is that's that's where he's from. Like, sure, he came from Hyrule as a baby. That's where he grew up at. That's his home. And the Deku Tree was like their god or their father, right? And he dies at the very, you know, very early in the game. But then at the end of the game when you beat it, Na'vi's like, you know, now she's like a part of you. You know, he didn't have a fairy. He felt different than all the other kids. He gets his own fairy because of the Deku Tree. They go on this big adventure together, life-changing, you know, all the crazy things that happen. And then at the end, she's like, I, you know, I don't remember the exact wording, but something to the effect of, I have to go find somebody. Right. And she leaves. Right. And she's, she's looking for the Deku tree. Right. Am I wrong? That's, that's sad as shit. That's so freaking sad. It's sad because you just formed this bond with Navi. Uh, and now she's gone. And then the sequel. Link goes looking for Navi, like, you know, so it's like, oh, my God, like, how much more sad does they have to get Navi went and go looking for her uh, God that she's lived with forever, as far as we're aware. And uh, now Link lost his friend, his best friend. Let's be honest. He had no friends. Uh, Navi was like, honestly, you know, well, he had Sarah in the forest, I guess, but he leaves her and then she becomes a sage. So he, there goes that friend. And then his only other friend is Navi that's the only other person that gave a shit about him unless you say Zelda but she's like the princess and you yeah. know that's not gonna work out so sad dude and it it's sad I oh. always thought it was sad I, I when I was a kid oh. and I beat it I swear I dropped a tear uh, like oh my god it's so sad
0: yeah yeah oh Nathan it? oh I feel so
1: bad dude why? it's worse it's worse <laughs> how can it be worse alright tell me I gotta know I gotta know
0: okay bro i watched this video as a result i finally got the three parts the hyrule historia encyclopedia and then the other thing which is like it's basically like the everything to the zelda stuff up until that time okay it it gets worse dude keep in mind the reason that link even got to the forest in the first place was because Mm -hmm. his family's dead
1: oh true true
0: yeah so he's there Everybody in the forest gets a fairy. His fairy abandons him at the end. He never finds it again. And then, okay, and then check this out. They dissected it down. Like, so the three things to this video are really good. They talk about Shinto. Uh, Shinto, they talk about, um uh like, the, the man versus the child. And then they talk about, um anyway, it, it, I'm not going to spoil too much. The video is worth a watch. I'll drop it in our Discord. I'll share it with you, Nathan. But in the Historia... It is realized that in the Twilight Princess, you remember the the look the undead person you go to, and you essentially are like learning moves and stuff from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Link from Ocarina of Time, dude.
1: What? Oh shit! It does kind of make sense because he knows all the moves, and he even mentions that. He doesn't he even say something about the the Hero of Time or something? Yep. Oh, and
0: they did a breakdown. If you look at his armor and stuff, you think he's a Stalphos. He's not. He's actually just dead. But if you look at his armor, it actually looks like he was impacted and killed on battle. Like it looks like he became a Hyrulean Knight and ended up dying. Never fulfilling his thing. So he's basically dead until he can pass it on to his bloodline again. Because presumably he may never have had his children of his own. Or, or maybe he never made it back to his uh, his children of his own when the bloodline was passed on. So he never got to pass it on. So he's basically waiting until he can pass it on to the bloodline again, to the hero that will you know come after him or whatever.
1: Dang, sad that as shit, isn't it? That is awful and ruins everything. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why Nintendo will probably never make another. Um, uh, based on the hero of time. Um, because I know people ask for it all the time, like, do we know the hero of time? Let's find out what happened after Mature's Mask. Well, all right then. That sucks. No, <laughs> dude, dude,
0: it's a trippy it's trippy though, because that particular game actually breaks the timeline up. So yeah, then yeah. some of the games that occur are actually like snapshots of these different points. It's freaking nuts, man. That that story or the Hyrule Historia it's got a breakdown that's just unreal
1: yeah ashes of, of, of narrow there brought up a good point too yeah, which i agree with i i also think of robin williams every time uh i think Fair. it's Zelda.
0: i do too his daughter's name zelda actually like yeah the that. They,
1: they did some awesome commercials for one of the zelda games mm-hmm. i don't remember which one but they did some hilarious commercials uh together yeah i so. can't remember either but yeah, he was they, a huge fan mm-hmm. yeah
0: Dude, anyway, I guess that's a great note to leave it on. Tabletop revival, everybody. It's a great, great episode. <laughs> so Nathan's like, oh, fuck. no." Dude. Now, after
1: the stream, I'm just going to sit here like this.
0: Actually, here's here's the silver lining. <laughs> so that doesn't happen. As sad as that is, I super encourage people to watch this video that I'm going to share. Because it's actually very cool when you see just how deep the subtext for this game is. Like they went and broke down dialogue and the meaning and the references tying into the creators like uh, interviews and stuff. And it's like really, really cool. So like as sad as it is, it really reinforces that that Zelda game is an absolute masterpiece. Probably one of the best, if not the best game I've, I've ever known of that has delivered a message that you don't always even realize is there. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Nerding out about it. It's okay, Nathan. It's going to be all right, man. There's plenty of other Zelda games. and
1: Yeah, but there's only one hero of time. Uh it's true. He brought it away. He brought it away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he deserves such better. <laughs> he deserves so much better. Even I saw that. I was like, I legit for a moment was like, no. How crazy, uh, heart, heart dropped for a moment. I was like, that's so sad, dude. No way did that happen. Yep. They confirm it in the damn Historia. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Dude. If, if we had known when we were playing that game just how messed up it was when we were running through it, going, this is great. What a happy game. And you're like, not so much, kiddo. Not so much
1: we're gonna wait a few years then we're gonna make we're gonna depress the hell out of you yeah you just wait.
0: wait for it we're gonna we're gonna show you all later how your childhood dreams were really just horrible experiences <laughs> that you didn't even know happened and You're you not. were making it happen it was your fault stay tuned for trauma just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no man hey man like we may be at the end of our show everybody but we are always looking for more people to join the party rants oh, friends tell before we actually get going though nathan let everybody know your domains where they can find you where you reign
1: yeah uh you can find me on youtube uh the nathan napalm uh you can also find me on twitter the nathan napalm and that's all one of those two places
0: and i'm simorg everyone it's been a pleasure it's always a good time we will see you next thursday 5 p.m cdt for the next episode of looking for more Till then, you all have a great week. Stay safe, and we will see you soon. Have a good one, guys. Later, all.